Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Muslim Matters Podcast, where we discuss everything under the sun that affects Muslims, such as faith, local and global politics, social media, sex education, civil rights, and family matters, all coming from a traditional Orthodox perspective. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. And welcome to the Muslim Matters Podcast. I am your host, Zainab Bintunas, and our guest today is Shifa Sayyid, the founder of Canada's first modest thrift store. Welcome to the podcast, Shifa. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for having me. I heard about your project through Instagram just around the time you first launched a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, and I was immediately intrigued by the premise. So tell us more about this concept of a modest resale resale store and what inspired you and how you launched okay amazing so alhamdulillah i actually so i started my brand hijab Bay designs about two years ago but i started the thrift store just about i think like a month or two ago and subhanallah like it has grown so much so fast so it's been very very exciting so far alhamdulillah so the whole idea started was with hijab Bay designs where i essentially would create art and products that made muslim women feel represented because um as a muslim woman myself I felt like there just wasn't a lot of representation. Like growing up, my parents would try their best to, you know, surround me with as many like Islamic Muslim influences as possible. But of course, the older you got, like the more you realize that, you know, maybe there's some things tailored towards kids, but, you know, like not towards teenagers or towards yeah. like right okay like i'm like i have tools i have the skills like let me just get this going uh so i started around covid and then just a couple of months ago um, i realized that i had the ability to do more with my brand and more with you know what i was you know the the resources that i had so that's when i started hijab which is canada's first muslim thrift store i like to say resale shop because i think that's technically more accurate but in terms of the essence of what it is it definitely is a thrift shop the whole i the way that hijab works is that we essentially purchase lightly used modest clothing from the Muslim community. Uh, we fix it up, we wash it, um, and then we uh, sell them on our website, essentially. And the goal here is to make clothing affordable for Muslim women because literally it's so expensive. It Tell is me about it. Oh, man. <laughs> like, subhanAllah, like, literally just being a Muslim woman, it, like, costs more to exist. And that, to me, was just, like, so bizarre. Like, and I think it's a very uniquely like western problem like if you yeah. go overseas like you know the clothing is, is relatively decent there's like modest options but here because they're shipping the clothes over and because like it's a lot more expensive to make like we're in a very like awkward position right yeah like jacks the price up and then i would say too there's the issue of like as you said overseas clothing just generally is more modest anyway it's not like they're necessarily hunting for making things halal like that's just the default um and then of course things like abayas and hijabs are so much more widely available than they are here and yeah there's definitely a lot of challenges and uh, expense associated with just trying to live your life as a decent Muslim. exactly subhanallah honestly insane uh, so that's when Alhamdulillah we started Hijab Bay, which is unique in the sense, honestly, I've only seen this done maybe once or twice where we actually purchase the clothes, right? I think most of the stores, they accept donations, but I specifically did yeah. not want to do a donation model because I actually wanted to somehow give back to the Muslim community. I think that we're so used to just kind of like taking or giving, but it's like I want it to be like a full cycle, a full circle moment, mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, like there can be an empowering 
aspect to the cycle at every point in the process, right? Yeah. So, sure. so that's honestly like I've only seen this done. I think Plato's Closet is like the closest thing that I've seen before, where like they'll offer you some sort of money for your clothes, and then but they don't wash the clothes, right? And then again, there's like a very limited selection, right? This is the first time I've seen what I've done like existing, right? So alhamdulillah, it's very very exciting, and there's been a very very good response to it. So far, I think people really are like realizing that okay, this is what we need. So alhamdulillah, it's been amazing so far. And can you just clarify for the listeners, like, is it a physical shop? How do you do it? As of right now, it's a pop-up shop and online store. Inshallah, in the future, we would love to do a physical store. I think, like, at the growth rate it's happening, I think, inshallah, it's definitely, like, you know, a vision, hopefully. Um, but as of right now, it's an um, online store and pop-up shop. And I did check out the prices, actually, and they're really reasonable, like $15, $20, which I think does an amazing job of making it accessible as you said, and that's really tied into like how, yeah, like as you already mentioned, like it is expensive to dress as a hijabi, to, to dress in modest clothing. And I want to elaborate on that a little bit more because modest fashion is a huge niche right now. Like non-Muslim brands and influencers are jumping on this trend as well. It's a booming business and prices really aren't cheap. So like, and now I think about there are North American based brands, there's UK brands, uh, there's overseas brands as well. Like Modernisa is like super popular, right? Like, and even though like you can find affordable things, but it's always hit and miss, especially when you're doing online shopping, right? So what role do you think your thrift store will play in the accessibility of modest fashion? Like, what are your thoughts about the accessibility angle to begin with? Honestly, I think this will really be, I know this has a bit biased, but I think really inshallah this will be like a game-changing thing. Like, so, so many sisters have messaged me who are either like new hijabis or converts being like, listen, sis, like, I needed this. Thank you so much, you know, and like, where can I get it? And like, you know, like, like subhanAllah, like, people really need this sort of service and alhamdulillah I have to say like I'm privileged enough where you know maybe yes like as a student maybe I'll break the bank a little bit trying to get a new buyer or a new hijab but you know I still can but there's so many sisters out there who like it's very difficult for them to start that journey right like for financial reasons or for accessibility reasons so I really think that this will open up the avenue in so many ways inshallah yeah like I think that what's unique about hijab is that even though we are a thrift store we try to angle ourselves with with quality right like every mm-hmm. single item should either be like used should be something that still looks and feels brand new right a lot of thrift stores it's like you go there and like the clothing is really it really is a hit or miss right yeah. but with hijabi it's like a modest clothing alternative that is inshallah like high quality right or like at least decent quality yeah. for a good price right like where you haven't seen that someone like anywhere for at least from what i can see. yeah no for sure and i mean thrifting by itself has become trendy over the last few years so that's another thing to keep in mind and when i was looking at your at the website i was actually surprised to see how affordable things were because i was totally expecting like when i go to i don't know like value village or something they're still selling things that would i would consider almost regular price brand new right like 30 40 dollars and i'm like is this really thrift store prices though that's so true and you know it's tied back into like the gentrification of certain things and how like thrift stores are originally were meant to make things affordable and accessible to take you know use clothing and used items and, and make them affordable for those who are not able to necessarily afford it brand new uh, but it's turned into you know another barrier instead so that's refreshing to see that like right now it you know, the way that you've set things up, it's very professionally done. It's still affordable. And I wanted to ask actually, like, what would your thoughts be 
on a, whether uh, like if other people wanted to kind of replicate your model, would you say like, yeah, it's like fairly easy to do or, you know, it is like theoretically, it's not hard to replicate, right? Like I was, I was doing research before I started this to see, is there anyone else doing what I'm doing the way that I'm doing it? And like, I couldn't find anyone, but I think that like, like theoretically, it's not hard to do it. Like really, it's not like you collect the clothes, you fix them up, you sell them, right? Like, and, like it's not a new concept, right. but the way that I'm doing it is very unique. And I think that that is actually very hard to replicate. You know, it's very tempting for people where it's like, okay, you're given a clothes that's been being worn once or twice and somebody bought it for like $90. It's so tempting to be like, okay, I could easily price this for 50. Like that would be extremely fair, right? right. But the goal here really with that mentality is that that's not the point. Right. The point really isn't for me to price my margins as high as possible, you know, and get that the value out of it that I think is appropriate. The goal here really is to serve the Muslim community. Right. And I think that that mentality is hard to come by in the way, you know, like, like, someone, like I really think that, like, especially being a Muslim business as well, like the idea that you have to do things with ihsan, you have to do things with excellence. Right. Mm-hmm. To, you know, like that, that genuine aspect i suppose i think that mindset is hard to come by because we live in a very capitalistic society right where it's like the highest margins that's the point how can i get the most money out of this right but i think the mentality of this is truly a service and i actually just want to you know make things affordable and accessible for the muslim community that mindset is difficult to replicate i think but inshallah if there's more people who had that that's the goal inshallah like you know there's why would i there's no competition in that case right it's like let's right, let's no. have more of these right sure, and i'm so glad you brought that up because i was just gonna say you know like it's an interesting balance between having ethical principles of ihsan as you said as a muslim and keeping in mind like even the aspect of baraka in your work compared yeah. or rather contrasted with business principles of make the most money so if anybody else wants to get into this they, they need to have that in mind that this is not a money-making scheme it's literally kind of the opposite you have to have a higher goal in mind and that's the ultimate purpose behind this kind of effort Um, and you know I was just thinking about it and I'm like this would actually be a pretty great uh, initiative for Masada to take on as well because like a lot of people like you said converts too right new Muslims um who are very new to Islam and don't quite know how to navigate where to get hijabi fashion from that kind of thing you know it's a it's a great resource to have in your local masjid if people are able to do this. But as yeah. you said as well, kind of maintaining that standard of quality because unfortunately in our communities, a lot of people are used to just dumping garbage yeah. in the name of quote unquote donations. And then you got to like sift through all of that. And I have definitely done my fair share of wading through people's literal garbage um, that they've left and said like, oh, this is a donation. We're like, Nobody wants us. It's literally rags. One of the things that I tried to do with this is that, like, the whole principle of, like, doing unto others what you would for yourself. Like, every piece of clothing that I get, it's, would I truly be able to buy this if I were in the the buying position you know like like and that's another reason why i try to purchase the clothes even though we do accept donations by the way but even those donations have to go through like a very strict criteria list but the reason why we typically purchase the clothes one of those reasons is because people will typically give higher quality items if it's most of stores people just dump their junk and like there's like you know cost was throwing those clothes out and it's just a whole pain and it's like we don't want to deal with that 
Like, I really think that that's honestly one of the problems with, I think, with a lot of communities, but including the Muslim community, where, yeah. like, we feel like, oh, you know, we're doing a good deed, we're throwing out our clothes, but it's like, would we t- would we honestly wear those ourselves? Exactly. Not. You know, exactly. there's just a hypocrisy. You mentioned, too, like, the cost of throwing clothes out, and I think that's really important to mention, because a lot of people don't think that far, right? They're just like, oh, I'm tossing something, and... It, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And people don't really realize just how many tons and tons of waste, like landfill waste that clothing can cause. And sustainability is therefore like another really serious concern for us, at least insofar as we're trying to think more deeply about our footprint and our impact on the world around us. You know, there's fast fashion options like Shein, which became really, really popular over the last couple of years. But those also come with issues of forced sweatshop labor, including the Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps, by the way, which adds like another layer of oppression to that right and there's just all these ethical concerns that again a lot of people won't think too deeply about it's not something we're trained to think about because in a capital society you are trained to just spend your money on what's cute and what's trendy and not think long term about your clothing where it comes from where it's going how long it's gonna last um You know, there's an idea that sustainability is just too expensive. And so it's a privilege of those who can afford to buy like super designer clothes that will last for years and years and years. But in terms of just like the everyday person like you and I, what do you think? Like, how can Muslims practically and ethically approach the question of sustainability and modest fashion? I think it's more like this is in our faith, right? Like it's in the deen where like the Prophet ﷺ, he was like somebody who really like embodied the idea of sustainability and of like not being wasted for like these are principles in our religion and in our like tradition right so this is something that really like motivated me and is one of the principles behind this brand as well where like yeah sustainability i feel like in a way has also become trendy where it's like yeah you know like we're yeah. non-gmo non i don't know organic i don't know what the heck you know like one yeah, of those things right but like this concept is like in its truest form it's sustainability right and it's recycling clothes and it's you know and quality clothes by the way like if something is ripped and something can't be worn throw it out like you know like don't you know don't waste their time with that but if something really like you know is good quality and it's just sitting in your closet and you've spent the money and you know the resources to create that like why let it go to waste right Mm -hmm. and i really think that like as muslims we should really be thinking twice when it comes to what we buy and how often we buy things and the model in which we buy things like the society we're living in is exactly against this like islamic principle of like pretty much minimalism right if we're going to use modern terms like pretty much like like minimalism right the prophet like he had a minimalistic lifestyle and you know as muslims like we're not adhering to that at all Right. So I think that even though like like clothing, like, uh, you know, the, the goal would be to actually buy less clothing. But since we have the clothing, like, why not, you know, recycle it amongst our community? Why not, like, you know, transfer it to somebody who needs a little bit more at a lower price? Right. And it's still like much like good quality. It's still like pretty much brand new. Right. Most of these clothes have been worn like once or twice at most. Right. So like mm-hmm. so much wastage, like, you know, if this wasn't given to another person, right, who like, you know, is either like looking for it and really needs it, like so many converts sisters or so many like new hijabis or somebody who like you know 
is just looking for something cute. You know, maybe Eid's coming up and it's like, you know, I want to switch things up. Like, you know, why buy something completely new and like yes. use all those resources when I could just buy something for a lot cheaper and it's for a good cause, you know, and it's empower- like using that sustainability. I'm glad you mentioned that like even doing something like that for Eid because that's another mindset shift that's really required even amongst ourselves right because there's this idea a lot of people have like oh buying used clothing is gross or shameful or for poor people and it's it's not cool unless it's something like super fancy and that is totally something that we need to actively work against I think as you said if something is good quality then we should be ensuring that we are not buying into the hype, literally, of I need something new, new, right? Like I need to go to the store and buy with like the label on it because if it's not that like, oh, gross, that's weird. Or even the idea of, you know, people simply not wearing their clothes very often. That's another thing to to consider where we just have closets and closets full of stuff that isn't worn. And what does that again, like, what does that mean for us? Like, we are literally hoarding things like clothing and and other things as well. And what impact does that have on our planet on our ummah, on our mindset, uh, on our akhirah for that matter? I remember, like, for example, when I was doing the pop up shops, some people would come up to me, most I have to say, I'm very grateful, 90, like 95% of the people were like, wow, this is such a great idea. I love this. There was that small 5% who was like, Oh, this has been worn before. Okay, I'm just gonna put it back. And I'm like, like, that that mentality is just so sad to see mm-hmm. you know honestly and that's one thing though i have to give our generation a little bit more credit for is that i think that because thrifting has become more trendy it's really opened our minds to be like okay like something used like who cares like if it's still yeah. in a good condition if it's still you know like we clean we wash every single one of our clothes by the way mm-hmm. like most of stores don't do that right but right. again it's like extra level of our sand where it's like there should be no excuse for you to be like oh like i don't want to buy this used clothes. It's, it's brand new it's been washed it's a good price. Like, come on. <laughs> like, like, it's just that stigma at the end of the day, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm too good for this piece of musical. You know, and That's it's like, exactly what type it. of mentality is that, right? And I was just thinking about something else you said about the way that also said I'm loved his life and even historically, like when I think about it, historically, what did people do? They did not have access to the fast fashion that we do today. And so it was like clothing itself was an act of labor and an act of love. And we look to different cultures, like with Palestinians and their tatris, their, you know, their stitching on their dresses. And these are things that they like made themselves and were meant to be worn for many, many, many years and even passed down. And when things did tear or rip or whatever uh some kind of damage in some way it wasn't like oh now i'm just tossing it it was ways to reuse right reuse recycle <laughs> reduce the three r's we all learned in like what kindergarten um and just keeping that mindset again like what is like historically what was done and how can we kind of go back to those original principles in a really healthy way and a creative way too and you know, I think about for those of us who come from, you know, certain cultures and have certain culturally specific clothing, and maybe somebody's like, wow, this Shalakamis has been worn like 50 times, and I'm like so over it. What can we do with it? Well, fine, like you're reusing even that fabric to make cushions or a rug or something, right? Literally anything, and it can breathe new life into it. And then again, like re- uh, reducing that element of like carbon footprint and landfill waste and all of that is just like really important things to keep in mind that I don't think we necessarily take the time to think about very deeply. Yeah. yeah. So I think these are all concepts and ideas 
around that whole sustainability element that again like it, it can be very trendy to talk about but in yeah. when it comes to the real world and what we're actually doing with what's in our closets maybe that's not actually translated into reality very much that's so true what are some other themes that you see when it comes to things like modest fashion accessibility sustainability even things like sizes like plus size abayas can be really hard to get access to or plus size clothing in general is already a massive challenge so have you already like seen plus size clothing coming to you for your store uh is that something that you would like to get more of what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know for sure. So I'm actually like, very. you know, what's interesting is that like this model will really, it's the success or the failure is actively reflected in the community. If the community, you know, has that good mentality, then this model will thrive. Mm-hmm. If the community isn't ready for it, or maybe doesn't have the same mentality, then that'll be reflected in this model as well, right? So the same thing with like with plus sizes, for example, where like humble, we actually have gotten a, a few, like a, a few larger sizes, which is great. Like you know, and it's it's interesting because again, it's not like I'm creating these clothes. I right. have control over like let me make more plus sizes versus smaller sizes or vice mm-hmm. versa, right? It really is like a true reflection of the community, you know, where it's like whatever they decide to give or whatever they decide to sell to me that is then you know given back through the online shop or through the pop-up shops that we have right i think it's been very good like for example when i used to do pickups uh, right now like before i used to go to people's houses and do the pickups but i'm like you know obviously things have scaled a bit more we have to you know do drop off locations instead yeah. uh, but before when i would do pickup locations like Marshall, like a lot of women would be like listen like you know back when i was like pregnant maybe or maybe like you know it was a different size like you know the history of clothes that didn't fit me anymore or vice versa where it's like listen like I used to have like smaller clothing but now that you know like I've you know I'm in a different phase in my life this is something that you know that I have access to now right and I'm willing to give you know I I really think that it's good because this model really targets everybody like even though students I think you know we struggle the most when it comes to these clothing everybody benefits from it right whatever stage you are in life right like we've had so many mothers who are like listen I need modest like maternity clothes yeah. or like maybe sisters who are just like you know a different size where like i literally like oh my god most modest clothing stores quote like quote unquote are all like very petite sizes even for me yeah. as someone who i would say like is relatively petite i'll be going to these stores and i'm like why is this so tight so <laughs> like are you kidding me like it's extremely extremely limited and that's one thing i'm very disappointed about with modest fashion is that it's like yeah we're saying you're modest but it's like you're modest for skinny girls that's the only way you're modest for if I'm being honest, like anyone else, it's like, yeah, this thing that looks great on, you know, pictures when you wear it, it's like very form-fitting because, you know, this mm-hmm. is being built for somebody who's like, you know, like a different body type. So alhamdulillah, like with this model, you don't come, you don't, like that issue isn't really there because it truly is like a reflection What's of the this? community, you mm-hmm. know, and it's very real, right? It's very much like whoever is being, whoever is using the service is also benefiting from the service, right? So there is a very good diversity mm-hmm. of clothing sizes and of options, you know? I love that. I love that so much. And I really hope that somebody who's listening to this will be inspired to do something similar in their own community because really as I'm thinking about it, I'm like it has so much potential especially in bigger communities and you're located where exactly? So I'm located in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Um, so we're to right now we're pretty much serving the Toronto Muslim community mm-hmm. even though we do actually accept shipping of orders like if just say someone wants to sell their clothes to us they can ship their clothes to us and our online store does offer international shipping so we're not like very much limited towards like toronto specifically but you know of course like the main 
because this is targeted towards Western women and like mm-hmm. the lay of the land for Toronto is something that I understand very well. Right. Obviously, right. this is a primary target market. So many people have messaged me being like, can I start a chapter in like the States? Can I start a chapter in like the UK or like, you know, mm-hmm. BC or like, and I'm like, Sana, like, it's so interesting how this is like really such a needed concept, you know, and it's, it and I'm actually like so shocked. I mean, actually, it has been done in different ways. Like, for example, like in the UK, I'll see there's like these like closet swap sort of things where yeah. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, influencers will get together and like you know like switch modest clothing with each other or even just like you know community members Mm -hmm. but you know this is like inshallah like i would love to see like different chapters either of hijabi happening in different cities different countries or like you know local people who maybe even know their situation even better being like okay this is what i this is what i want to do you know and like having something similar i really think that your idea is just like so inspiring mashallah and it's it's so again accessible and it's something that I mean you'd be able to say best like whether how easy it is to set up or not but I definitely think that like with a little bit of effort and a little bit of love and commitment this is absolutely something that other people can mimic and again like just spreading the word about the principles behind it the accessibility the sustainability the affordability because that's of course when it comes to our wallets that's when we tend to pay attention the most and it is an important part of the quote-unquote hijabi fashion piece right and that would be something else i'd be interested in seeing how that would develop like would this become something trendy enough that you know hijabi influencers would start supporting and be like yeah you know let's jump in on this let's let us contribute to this because i'm sure we've all seen those videos where people are like unhauling or de-stashing and you're like okay well where is it actually even going like this is thousands of dollars of worth of like brand new things where are you actually getting rid of it? And I'm always curious. And I always hope that they're actually donating it to people in need or, you know, those who are less able to access those things. You never know. But this would be like really great to see other people who are like in the thick of the hijabista influencer circles, modest fashion circles to to take part in and to encourage. I think that would make like a massive difference in how we think about these things in general and spreading the word, honestly. So with that having been said and done, um, do you have any final thoughts that you just like to throw out there for listeners uh, on this general topic or just any random thought, actually? <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, like, again, with the, I guess, with the mentality that sometimes we have as a Muslim community, right? Either, like, there's this mentality that, oh, like, their stores, retail, resale shops are for poor people. You know, like, we can't, mm-hmm. like, we're not, you know, I don't associate, right? Or this is the sort of thing where it's like, oh, it's been worn before. It's like, I want to get something new. And it's, you know, it's whatever. Like, I really think that, again, like, this model will either thrive or die <laughs> pretty much according to, like, our mentality as a community, right? Like, what do we value? Like, do we value sustainability? Are we humble enough to, you know, not have this mentality of, like, oh, it's been worn before, I can't do it, you know? Or, you know, like, I really think that, I'm alhamdulillah, like, I have to say, like, I've seen such a positive response from this Muslim community. I'm very humble. Like, it really, like, warms my heart to see people being, like, wow, like, it's more like, this is, this is what I'm looking for, you know? And, like, yeah. you know, like, supporting it, not just in giving clothes, but also in purchasing clothes as well you know like it really is a full cycle moment and i'm like that has been the goal right is is, like the three principles that we have is empower sustainability and affordability right so empowering in the sense of like i don't want to just take your clothes as donations i want to give money back to you i want to put money into the pockets of muslims you know and then also you know when they're purchasing from us to make sure that we're not like pretty much ripping them off right like like this culture pretty much like capitalist culture just promotes that in such a like terrible way but we're working actively 
against that, right? So I think that's the biggest thing. So affordability, sustainability, obviously in the sense of, you know, this is like a, not a community closet. I know that that is a, a common term that people use, but it is like promoting these like Islamic principles of not being wasteful and of if you have something that's brand new, you know, why why keep it in your closet if you're not using it? You know, like, you know, recycle it in that way, right? Um, and then affordability where really like in terms of my mindset, like margins and price and everything, it's not the point. Like even though inshallah, like profit is definitely important. That's not the ultimate goal here at all. You know, like really making things truly affordable for the Muslim community, for like Muslim women specifically in the West, that is like genuinely the ultimate goal here. And inshallah, like, you know, I really think that I would love to see this idea being replicated, but I really think that it will only work with that mentality, right? A lot of thrift stores, like if they don't have that, that genuine mentality to be like, you know, like profit isn't the ultimate goal, then you're gonna, like like you said, right? Like these prices now are really going up with inflation and it's like, oh, are yeah. you sure this is a thrift store or not? You know, like having that Islamic mentality that's rooted in our tradition really, I think, is like such a crucial aspect to seeing this thrive, you know? So I'm like, that's that's pretty much like the one of the most important thoughts to me at least that I want to share in terms of like, I got like a little shout out promo, like, you know, sort of thing is like, mm-hmm. listen, if there's anyone listening who, you know, has clothing that, you know, is lightly worn that, oh, by the way, we don't accept cultural clothing. Like okay. typically we want to have something that's more Western. One thing I've realized is that when it comes to cultural clothing, like the market is so different and the mentality is so different. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much stigma when it comes to like, especially as a Pakistani, like, you know, that right. idea that like, oh, like I want to have the newest clothes for Eid. Like right, we, right. And we wear it like once or twice and that's it. And it's like, it, there's so, it's such a deeply rooted like stigma. It's very hard to break out of. Um, And also like, it's very limited to like one or two cultures, right? And it's like, we want to offer this to anybody and everybody, right? In the West. So, you know, if you have like modest, you know, somewhat Western or even like, you know, like a bias or something like that, that you want to sell, you know, inshallah, we are arranging drop-off locations for that around the GTA. If you're outside of the GTA, inshallah, like we accept shipping for clothes. And if you're looking for something that, you know, is pretty cute, you know, like you don't have to be like, some people ask, oh, is this just for like convert sisters or like for whatever? And it's like, no, you know, why do we have to like we're all struggling here we're literally all struggling out here we are it's like why are we limiting it to one person like please like don't think that yes, oh, for like, everybody right for everybody so you know definitely check out the website if you find something cute you know like you and know. i will be linking the website in the post so everybody can check it out and yeah take a look and i and i really hope people, more people reach out to you as well uh not just to uh contribute to the thrift store but just to explore their own options in their own areas and mm-hmm. how they can do something similar because i just really loved everything that you mentioned about the empowerment, the sustainability, the affordability, the accessibility, and even more importantly, the bit about how such an effort really is a reflection of the community. So I'm hoping, inshallah, we can collectively have a reflection that empowers these kinds of efforts even more and people can really benefit so just for joining me on the podcast today and just sharing your work and just this lovely chat that i think is so important for all of us who i want to say like oh who are invested in in fashion but it's not even about being invested in fashion it's literally about just wearing clothing (laughs) so thank you for that no, thank you so much for inviting me. It's honestly been like such a lovely discussion and I was like super excited to, you know, have this opportunity. So thank you so much. It's been amazing. And to our listeners, don't forget to stay tuned for the next episode and also leave your own thoughts and comments on the topic of sustainable, affordable, halal clothing and your own perspectives. Hey everyone, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast 
and follow us online on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on our handle, Muslim Matters. And check out our site daily at muslimmatters.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.